Today's episode is brought to you by USTA New England. Join USTA New England in their summer campaign to get more players out on the court for their hashtag I am a tennis player initiative. Visit www.playtennisnewengland.com for more information or listen out for an overview midway through the show today. Now turn up the volume because it's time for another fantastic WTA superstar. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I mean, they always have a big mouth. They always talk a lot. So, it happened before, it's going to happen again. This week's fan guest is a huge tennis fan, born and raised in a place where there are more tennis courts than there are rainy days. The beautiful desert town of Scottsdale, Arizona. Working in sales for a real estate data company, I envy the amount of court time he squeezes into his weeks. And if you follow him on Instagram, you'll see a plethora of amazing desert landscape tennis photos that will have you researching Scottsdale as your next tennis vacay. When he found out our guest today was going to be on the show, he jumped at the chance to come face to face with a player he's been following closely since 2015. And he was in the stands cheering very loudly during an epic 7-6 in the third second round U.S. Open Rumble against American Shelby Rogers. What better way to show your fandom than that? It's my buddy, Jonah Sobel. Jonah, I'm so glad you could join the fun again today. <laughs> John, the, the honor is mine. I'm so happy to be here. You described that U.S. Open match with such intensity. I wish I was there. Can you give me a vibe check? Like, are we talking your heart is thumping? Are we talking your hands are sweaty? Oh, yeah, all of it. Just imagine court 10, three and a half hours, two people that refused to lose. Unfortunately, someone had to. And it was just an inspiring performance by both people. It sucks that someone had to lose. and But I definitely became a fan that day. I'm sure from a player perspective, it was very intense. So let's bring her out and let's talk about it because we have a lot to talk about today. Our player guest began her career as a boss junior player, making the French Open junior final before prevailing as the 2010 U.S. Open junior champion and getting to number one in the world in the ITF junior rankings. Born in Moscow, Russia, she'd continued the tradition of talented young Russian players on the WTA tour, and she'd quickly establish herself as a bright rising star by winning her first of four senior ITF events in 2011, while adding another two ITF doubles titles to her trophy case. At the end of 2015, she'd begin a new chapter of her playing career, moving to Melbourne, Australia, and playing for the green and gold in her new adopted country. Her next two years on tour would prove to be her most successful yet, as she'd start her year alongside fellow Aussie Nick Kyrgios by winning the 2016 Hotman Cup title before winning the first WTA title of her career by defeating Dominika Sibulkova at a premier event in New Haven in 2017. She has huge wins over former number ones Maria Sharapova, Naomi Osaka, Simona Halep, Angelique Kerber, and you won't even believe how many views her witty TikToks and YouTube videos have received while entertaining fans over the past few seasons. 
She started her 2021 comeback with a win in the first round of the Australian Open before playing world number one Ash Barty. And today, she joins us as she recovers from Achilles tendon surgery and plots her return to the bright lights of the WTA Tour. So I'm hoping today we'll give her some inspiration as we take a long look back at her amazing career and plan what's next in store for this big fan favorite. Our guest today is the fantastic Daria Dasha Gavrilova. Dasha, good day, mate. Hello, hello. Good morning. Well, good morning to you. Good to evening you. to us. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Fantastic Tennis once again. It's so good to see you. <laughs> How are you? You doing okay? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying a pretty chilled Sunday morning, um, except we are in another lockdown here in Melbourne. Oh, geez. But um, it's okay. I've got a lot of hobbies I can do. You have, yeah, we're going to talk about them. You have tofu right next to you too, on your lap today. All right, guys, I do have to come clean about a couple things. First, our show is pretty new and I'm definitely a freshman at Podcast University, but this episode is actually a first for me. It's the first time I'm actually re-recording an entire episode. <laughs> so Dasha, Jonah and I, we all got together a couple weeks back and we had a lot of fun, right? Didn't we have a lot of fun? Yes. Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah. Okay. All right. We had fun. We had fun. We talked about your career. We talked about your engagement. We shared some amazing stories. And then poof, the call ends. And I'm so excited. And I'm like, all right, that was a, such a great show. Dasha's so cool. Loved it. So fun. I'm so I send sorry. it to our editor. <laughs> I feel so yeah, bad. I send it to our editor, Austin. You know what's coming, Jonah. Yeah. And he's like, there's no audio. And I'm like, what do you mean there's no audio? Apparently, I was so mesmerized by you, Dasha, that I never hit record. And I cried for a second. I'm not going to lie. It was definitely not a super fun moment for me. But look at us now. Here we are. We're back. So in front of everyone listening, I do want to say I'm so sorry. You know, I'm big whoops, big whoops. But in my defense, I'm a novice at this. And it was a very terrible on-the-job training moment for me. But it's in my memory forever. Never going to happen. Here we go. So let's have fun today, right? I'm feeling good vibes tonight. We're practically best friends. So yeah, today should be we, much easier. I agree. We know each other now. So it's like if you mates talking to each other. I mean, yeah, we're besties now. So you were saying that you weren't able to like get it back. Nothing. No. You know, I'm, I've learned a lot during the pandemic about technology. I mean, Zoom in general has been something that I've been doing every day, but no, it was, it was gone. It was gone in the, in the cloud, as they say, it's in the cloud somewhere. Right. Anyway. So you think someone still has got Someone it. has heard all of the stuff you were talking about those players. Yes, it was all it's, but we have a refresh now we can start all over again. <laughs> I just want today to be as fun as one of your TikToks. That's the goal today. It's pure and simple. Today's going to be super fun. My so. God. While we at it, one of my TikToks went so viral, got like 9 million views. Nine million? Which one? Was it TikTok tennis? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty good. And then, and then I saw uh, Novak Djokovic trying it. Okay. And did he do it as good as you? Well, I don't know. It didn't. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. You're viral everywhere. I mean, we're going to talk a lot about all your viral moments today as well. Also, Let's talk about your Instagram. I see you're back at the gym. I know you're recovering from Achilles surgery. You said in the press, 
it was long overdue and you're actually really happy about it. How are you feeling about it? I know it's been a couple of weeks. You were just starting to feel good about it. Are we feeling better now? Yeah, I'm still going well. I saw the surgeon a few days ago. So I got some good news. I'm tracking. So that's good. Still like the, I think the comeback date is like end of July, August. Hopefully it's Cincinnati. That's amazing. That's if I'm nice. like tracking really well. Okay, but still we're, we're but on if, track if right not, now. If not, it's probably going to be just the Australian summer. Totally fine. You know what? As long as you're back on the court, I know we're all very happy to see that. So could be Cincinnati. We'll just keep crossing our fingers and that, you know. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, that's great. Great news. See, today's already starting off well. I'm very happy about that. All right, guys, before we jump into Dasha's career, I'd like to start the pod with my favorite way to start any service game. And that's 15 Love. 15 love. It's a super simple game. I'm going to throw 15 questions at you, Dasha. You just respond as quickly as tofu jumps into your lap when you come home from practice. How about that? That's a good one. Question number one, name the first professional tennis match you remember watching live or on television. I would say, I don't know. I think Maria, Maria Sharapova, that's the first memory. Probably anything I've watched tennis before, maybe even like Steffi Graf, but I just remember Maria and Serena Wimbledon final when Maria was. Oh, okay. That's now we're dating ourselves. Memories. But then I rewatched it again and I was like, okay, what was going on with Serena? <laughs> I, well, I know. I mean, we, you know, we all had those moments, but it, it must've been so much weirder then if that's the first memory you have and then you got to play her. I mean, that's kind of, and you beat her. So we'll talk about that in a bit too. All right. Number two, your Instagram and your TikToks are some of my very favorites to watch. So let's pay it forward. Who do you think is one of the funniest players on tour? Jenny Brady. Yes. On Burr. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen her personality come out yet, but is Ons, is she prankster? Is she going to put saran wrap on your toilet seat? Or like, what's Ons Jabor? No, like, she just has this like really dry humor. Like, she's hilarious. Just being so serious and out of nowhere cracks a joke. It's, it's just funny. You know what they say, the, the drier the humor, the better the drop shot. So... That's so funny. <laughs> uh, it, might, it might just be in this exact situation. I'm not sure. <laughs> I like it. All right. I like it. I'm going to say it. Question number three, speaking of Instagram, Dasha, you're not only a top tennis player and the queen of TikTok tennis, and I mean, apparently 9 million viewers, but you created Dashlets, which are handmade bracelets made by Dasha herself. You can check out her online store at Dashlets.co. So I wondered, Dasha, are you wearing Dashlets right now? You have, oh yeah. yeah, of course she is. There's the necklace, the bracelet. Oh, I love it. What's yeah. your favorite? What are we, what are we buying? My sister's birthday is in like two weeks. Like what's that, the sunflower one, I guess. It's summer. Yeah. I, oh yeah. That's a good one. And you handmade these. Yeah. I mean, there we go. I, I mean, mean I watched on. the tutorial and then <laughs> it's not like I came up with the design, but you have guy stuff too, which I think is awesome. I very, I very much appreciate that. That is Luke's blonde hairy arm on your website though, right? Because I, I identified it. Not that I've seen his hairy arm before, but I just want to be specific. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But then last time you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to change my man hand model. Did so, you change it? Yeah. There's another guy. 
Oh no, we got rid of Luke's hairy blonde arm? No, the, the sound braces. Yeah, there's some pictures of his hairy arm. So yeah, you can have a look and just. All right, well, good to know. All right, number four, Dasha is engaged to fellow pro Luke Seville and a wedding is upon us. So congrats to you. We all know tennis players' schedules can be absolutely nuts. I asked you this last time, so I wondered, what's one piece of relationship advice you can give to our listeners about long distance relationships? Okay, so we've done it for so long. Like, well, I think last time I said it's just the biggest thing is not to miss them. <laughs> I think we're going to say that a lot today, too, everyone, just so you know. We're going to say, last time I said this, and I still, <laughs> she probably feels the same way as she did a couple of weeks ago. So it's cool. I love that you said that again. So repeat that. You just said you don't miss him that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I do, but I'm not like going crazy, I guess. And the, the good thing is we actually have the same job. So meaning like I understand what he's doing because I feel like if, for example, I had a fiance or a husband who was working in the office and I was like traveling around the world playing tennis, I think it'd be a bit more complicated because I would feel guilty for like, not being there with them. And then, yeah, it's just so much easier that we have the same job and understand each other. What's the time change from Australia to Paris? Because I'm sure he's, he played today. So did you rah-rah and, and be there? But that was It was good because he was first on. So I watched okay. him at 7. So it was 7 p.m. my time and 11 a.m. there. Oh, perfect. So he lost. Well, okay. Well, we weren't going to say that. We weren't going to say that. But I do love that he played with with Gabby Dabrowski, who's, a, you know, check out her episode too. She's pretty fantastic. One of your fans, Ekaterina Sobolev in Moscow, she says, I really want a Seville Gavrilova versus Fidelina and Monfi's mixed doubles match. Maybe Valentine's Day next year. Maybe pay-per-view. Maybe we can set something up. I don't know. We can do something, right? We'll, we'll figure it out. That could be a blockbuster. <laughs> Well, there, there could be a whole tournament like um, Matteo, Berrettini, and Isla. Um, I'm into that. Demon Lady and Alex? Yeah, them. Oh, I, oh yeah, wait. Madison and Bjorn? Bjorn, yeah, there's five teams already. Venus went on a date with Riley Opelka supposedly this past week. Did anyone see that rumor? Did we all see yes, the rumor? Yes, the New York Post. What? The New York Post had that? Yes. Who do you want to blow the cover of right now? Who else is dating that we don't know about? This is well, big news. There's, maybe there's no dating but sleeping, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people get lonely. I don't I I you know, I understand. It's fine. It's not bad. I don't know. Why are people so fascinated with it? It's just so fast. I don't know. I love these ATP and WTA tournaments when they're together. It's just I like think, you just assume. I think there should be like a gossip girl, like Instagram <laughs> account. No, there is. There's Shady Brady, I think. Yeah, the Shady one. Brady is not, it's all about Brady. So, well, she is actually hilarious. I would love to play matchmaker with Jen Brady. I've interviewed her. She's amazing. I love her. Or not somebody horrible. She needs a certain kind of guy, though. So maybe, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe an Australian. You guys are chill. Does she have a time? Oh, I, do. I, didn't. Sure. I, didn't, I didn't ask her, but we'll ask now. All right, here we go. Or you know what? I want to set up Camilla Georgie on a date. That's who I really want to set up. I think, wasn't she engaged? 
I think she has a, a man. Oh, <laughs> all right. Our number five, our good friend of the podcast, Madison Brengel, told me that you made her travel all around Paris last year after the French Open looking for a Five Guys hamburger, which I found so fascinating. It got me wondering, what's your diet? What's your pre-match meal, Dasha? I, I really want to know for some reason. I don't know why, but I just, you know, I kind of want to know. Well, obviously, like a McDonald's and <laughs> something like that. You're not eating McDonald's before a match. Just easy carbs, lots of sugar, <laughs> all the energy that I need. But no, probably my go-to is like rice and something rice and a protein. So just before Australian Open, I was like smashing sushi. Yes. Like if, if I had to choose one food, I would have to eat for the rest of my life. It'd be rice with soy sauce. I mean, I'm actually right there Delish. with you. No, it is. It's absolutely but it delicious. Has to be like good cooked rice. Like if you, no jasmine rice, right? Jasmine rice or sticky rice. Let's do sticky well, rice with some soy sauce. Rice, like normal medium grain rice. Oh wow! <laughs> okay. <laughs> With like low sodium soy sauce. This is going to be the longest show ever, I think, at this point. We're just literally chatting about soy sauce. I love today. I'm already having so much fun. Yeah, no, I would not choose rice and soy sauce. I would choose ice cream, literally, for no reason. I get sick. I would die. I would, li yeah, I mean, like, literally. You can, like, I swear I can eat rice and not get sick of it. Like, every day. Like, if you had to eat something for every meal every day. like soy sauce and rice oh my god like because i okay don't get me wrong like i love pizza and pasta and anything cheesy but it'll make you sick eventually like you'll be like oh yeah. so why don't we monetize this because i know you're waiting until like august why don't we go on australian survivor you eat rice all the time you literally can just you can go out there I don't know. I think you would do very well. You're very competitive. I do. And you want, eat rice. Well, um, Alicia Mollick went on a few shows and she's just done um, the CIS one. Oh, we don't have that. What is that? Is that a celebrity show? Yeah, it's a celebrity show. It's like, yeah, like uh, pretty much like almost army training and you have to survive. Like it's pretty awesome. So I'm out. Oh, I'm nice. out of that. I'm out. I Give me like more. I'm like more dancing with the stars kind of, I think. Like I, that would be with the stars too. I don't think she was great. I mean, the tennis players have not done well. And that's no knock to any, it's just like, that's not the talent we have. Like, I don't, I've seen you dance on TikTok. You're a good dancer though. I think you do good on that show. I'm not, I'm not like. You dance to your own drum. That's what you do. I'm like repeat a dance. Tennis is a dance. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm into that. I'm you okay. You see who, who's got the moves and not by their like technique. Oh, who has the moves then? Give me one. I need to know now. I need to go back and watch. Who has the moves? Well, Venus, like she's pretty fluent on court. Like you can Venus see. Venus has the moves. She does a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, good. All right. Now we're on the same vibe. All right, let's go to number six. We know you're recovering from Achilles surgery. So several of your fans sent in this question. They asked... With all this extra time off from tour, what's been keeping you busy? Well, it's not reality TV at the moment. We're still thinking about your next move, though. We're plotting. I know Dashlets. What else? You said lots of hobbies. What are your hobbies? Punch needling. Yes. 
So it's like with the yarn. Oh, she, she has the yarn. She's showing yarn right now. I love, love it. it. And like yeah. you pinch needle it through this fabric. I, mean, I was doing it that... this morning. It's like me my meditation. Except punch needle yoga. Yeah, I guess. A bit of painting. I mean, re-recording podcast is one of my favorite <laughs> oh, <things>. wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got shade. I got shade from Dasha Gavrilova. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining. It's been really fun today. We're going to end right here again. <laughs> There's, I mean, this is fun. This is fun. All right. Okay. I do think possibly, could I learn punch needling? Is it something that I could learn like quickly? Oh, it's so easily. It's literally like making a hole through a fabric. I can't even press record apparently on a podcast at some point. So this, this could be a difficult moment for me, apparently. But I mean, have you made anything for Tofu yet or no? That's, we're not there yet. I'm actually going to make something for him. So he has his, if you look at my Instagram story, like I just posted a video of me and him sitting at the stairs. It's like his favorite spot. So, but they're just wooden stairs. So they get a bit cold in winter. So I thought that he needs like his little, little not a blanket but I think I'm gonna like make a little carpet just for the one step for him and put like that it's tofu's spot because he has so a special cute. spot yeah can we make him little doggy mittens like a little maybe like I don't know and a little doggy scarf to match I can't knit but I can punch needle because I can just make holes <laughs> 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 oh my gosh okay all right number seven you may not be at Wimbledon this year because you're healing your heels you know it's it's grass court seasons upon us Nottingham starting like we're on the grass like I this is my favorite time of the year by a hundred times like I love grass court season I wondered what would you say is the best grass court match you've ever played I don't know but one of the I think my first WTA win was in the grass court and it was against Vic Meyer and it was the funniest match ever. Like, I remember I hit that one serve, like the, you know, the Dementieva serve where you like, she was tossing yeah, it. Yeah, the side swipe. There's still like a, yeah. And I did Iconic slice. Because, because the, the grass in, um, it was in Netherlands. It was so low. I was like, Pfft. Let's try it. Like, it's not going to bounce. And she got mad. And it was just pretty funny. Uh, okay. That's a great match. We're going to talk about that in a bit because that was your first big win. So, yeah, absolutely. If you had to predict, let's just say, I know we'll go into crystal ball. I hate to do this and put you on the spot because you have so many friends. You have bridesmaids that are in the draw. I know it's going to be tough for you. Wimbledon. If we had to go out on a limb and say someone's going to win Wimbledon for the first time, who would you say? Again, Storm Sanders, right? For the first time. Well, I don't know. That's tough. Maybe That's tough. Like, like an Onstra Bear. Her acceptance speech will be so fun. She's like, yeah. I mean, no one thought I could do it, but you know, Dasha did. And then you'll laugh. <laughs> Maybe like really like just playing with it. Because I feel like anyone can win it. And her drop shots on grass. Let's do it. All right. Cheers to Onstra Bear. Probably jinxed her now. No, you didn't. I She's didn't doing great. realize off the topic, um, Coco, um, Jenny Brady retired. You didn't say anything about Jen Brady. You did not jinx Jen Brady. You don't have those superpowers, I don't think. If, honestly, if Anz Jabour retires in her next match, <laughs> I may want 
another, like our fourth episode together. Like we may just have our own podcast because I feel like we're going to have this weird vibe and we're going to start our own show. All right. All right, cool. I found this information very interesting. Question number eight, you have the same Pisces birthday, March 5th, as your coach, Nicole Pratt. I was going to ask you about what makes you such a great Pisces, but I remember from the last show, you and I know nothing about astrology, so that would be such a stupid question to ask us again. But I did ask you, what did Luke get you for your birthday? Do you remember the answer? Because we struggled with this. And now? (laughs) Oh, so I said nothing, but then I remembered. You did say Like he he organized a dinner, but realistically, I was like, this is where I want to go. And all he had to do was to book it. But he organized my favorite ice cream cake. So I've got a favorite ice cream. Baskin Robbins pralines and cream. Like I could, yes. I had it a few days ago. I was like, it, I always it. had it for breakfast. I had, I just like arrived somewhere and I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I need to get it. So if I see a Baskin Robbins, I always have to take the pralines and cream. So anyway, I was really happy about that. Well, someone told me not too long ago that you can't eat ice cream all the time because you'll get sick and die. So I'm just telling you, that's just, I'm passing on advice that I heard just recently. Just Yeah, but that's like, (laughs) you know, I'd still have rice over pralines and cream if I had to choose one food. Why don't we make like ice rice? Honestly, we'll sell it on the same website as Dashlet's and we'll make ice rice. We'll freeze rice. (laughs) Definitely a fourth episode is coming. I think we, (laughs) oh my gosh. Also, gosh, we're going to do this all day. I'm really sorry, everyone listening. They're probably already turned off at this point. We didn't even mention this whole thing. Like, is that not weird that you and Nicole have the same birthday? That's kind of fun, right? Super weird. Yeah. It's It's super weird. It's interesting. Bye. All right. Number nine, Dasha, I love your on-court personality. So it got me wondering, can you think back to a time on court where you were just the most absolute upset? Like, was there a time where you just threw the racket, you were just super out of it, like not very Dasha-like? You're feisty on the court anyway, so I'm sure there's lots of moments. I mean, I, I'm feisty as well. I appreciate feistiness. I just wondered, was there a moment where you're just like, you checked yourself and you're like, all right, you need to chill out? Mm, well, yeah, I... I, I th- Throw in a big tantrum at Australian Open fourth round against Carla Suarez Navarro. Yeah, that was a big one. I apologized straight after in the like in the press conference. I think that's fun. I mean, don't you, Jonah? Don't you think? Isn't it fun when people show emotions on court? Like those all our favorite players of all time. Maybe minus Steffi because Steffi was very you know stoic, but everyone was really just like very emotional. Who doesn't remember that French Open? where Hingis walked around the corner and she was like, you know, pointing out that mark. People love that. I actually rewatched this match, like, so weird, like, a few days ago. I felt so bad for Martina. We all felt bad. I mean, I, we didn't like, feel bad at the time. She was, like, watching it and crying. I was, like, almost crying. They're both, I mean, icons, for sure. I just, you know, at the time, Martina was such, like, she was beating everybody and, you know, you kind of wanted Graf to win. So she villainized herself by, by doing that. But yeah, you're right. There was that vulnerable moment where you're just, oh, you know what? Everyone's booing her. Like she became much more likable years later, much, much, much more. 
I think that my favorite tennis players are the ones that are willing to express themselves. Like I, I love Danielle Collins, for example, just the come ons is how I like to play tennis too. Yeah. Sometimes it's a nervous tick, but I also just love that feeling of expressing myself. So, and I love when other players can show that too. It shows that there it's, it's not an abnormal thing. Dasha, who's your favorite player to watch? If you had to watch like a match, like of somebody and you're like, yeah, I want to, besides Luke and Storm and all your bridesmaids. Like, uh, well, Nick, curious. I mean, again, you can't get more animated, more emotional, more entertaining than a Nick Curious. So yeah, the, the, the point is made, exactly. And I used to love watching Street Sava, but she stopped. I know, but hey, who knows? But it's the era of- it's the era of comebacks. Never know. I loved watching Streets of It as well. We're in this era now where people come back all the time. You know, we're, I love it. So who knows? And you're gearing up for your next big comeback. So we'll focus on that first. And then, you know, let Streets of It have the baby. And then she can decide. All right, Jonah, this one's for you, actually. You ready? Born ready. Number 10. I would love for you to describe Dasha's game to someone that's never seen her play. I love this question. <laughs> I vividly remember watching Dasha's last match against Ash on the elliptical. <laughs> and I remember thinking, man, it's so incredible how Dasha is so fast around the court. She gets to every single ball. She stays low. She hits these slices, but then can hit these incredible approach shots and can do so much damage when it comes to closing out points, but also staying in points. I mean, there's so much say as to what can happen on Dasha's racket, from what I noticed, because she can make so many decisions. A hundred percent, but you didn't say ponytail one. <laughs> you didn't say the best ponytail. It is the best, she has the best ponytail. All right, there we go. It's obvious. There we go. How was that assessment of Jonah, of one of your biggest fans? Are That's we, pretty, do we concur? Pretty good, it's pretty good, yeah. I it's like the movement, that. it's the forehand. And imagine I was, I was moving like that. In that much pain. In that much pain, yeah. I want to talk about it because I think you're a warrior and we're going to discuss it in a minute, but let's get through the rest of this game because it's it's been super fun today to start. Number 11, you get one loss, singles or doubles from your career to turn into a win instead. Which do you pick? Um, well, yeah, the Suarez Navarro one. Nah, that was a tough one. You were playing so well. She was playing well. That was Big courts, so many people watching. That was a that was a big match. So, all right, that's a good one. Number twelve. I noticed online that there's so many Instagram fan accounts for you. I asked you last time, so I already know the answer to this, and I love this answer. You have a big following all over the world. What's been your favorite fan gift that you've received in your career? You actually sent a photo of this last time. It's so great. It really is. Please tell everyone what this message was. Yeah, so my favorite present that I got was from a girl named Pearl in Eastbourne. And it's a card where it says, always be yourself unless you can be a unicorn. You were a unicorn. And you then sure. something like that. But I love it. Good job, Pearl. Well done, Pearl. All right, number 13. Dasha, describe yourself off court in just one word. I'll say forgiving. That would, I'll say that definitely. You're here today. <laughs> I guess quirky. Quirky. Jonah? I'd say feisty. Feisty. Off court. I'm feisty off court. 
on court too. I love it. I love that you bring it. Um, I think you have court. Kobans. <laughs> Definitely. I think we each have our own words. I'm going to go with forgiving number 14. As you start looking forward to getting back on court, what is one tennis goal you still have for yourself? Well, still win a slam. Well, if you want it to happen, it's going to happen. You wanted to be here today and it happened. So, you know, things happen when you, when you manifest them. What slam is it that you really covet the most? I'll take any, but yeah. <laughs> AR would be pretty amazing. And who's in the final that you're beating in your fantasy right now? I don't know. Iga Swiatek. Oh, that's, oh. <laughs> it fun. just popped up in my head. because There we go. She's the new revolution. I, I agree. Yeah. All right. Number 15. Once you retire in nine or 10 years, what do you want to be remembered for? I guess maybe, yeah, my passion for tennis and like always giving my best. Okay. There were times when I didn't give my best, but <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be honest. Everyone has had those days, but yeah, for that. We're all tennis players. I think that all resonates with us for sure. It's so hard to kind of focus and be out there every day, but you've done it so well for so long. So we're halfway done. Here we go. All right, Jonah, are we having fun? Are we having fun today? I'm having, I'm having fun. I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. I know you're an avid tennis player. You live in a tennis Mecca. You live in Scottsdale. I am very envious of you. The amount of time you get to spend on court. I wondered what is it about Dasha and her game that resonated so much with you? I know you're such a big fan. When did she pop on your radar? Well, I remember watching Dasha play against Putin Seva in US Open Juniors and being blown away by how quality of a match that was. Not only that, but another time when I got to go to the US Open and saw Dasha play against Shelby Rogers in the second or third round of the US Open as one of the best matches I've ever seen live when it came to competitive spirits. I mean, you always have a fighter with Dasha, right? I mean, anytime anyone's going to go watch Daria Gavrilova play, you know that we're in for a fight. And that's what I love about her too. All right, guys. Well, we're having so much fun, but it's time to get into Dasha's career. So it's time to play a game called I 40 Love You. It'll be Jonah versus Dasha in a fan versus favorite tennis match trivia showdown all about Dasha's career and life. Jonah, I'm gonna ask you two questions about Dasha's career. And then Dasha, I'm gonna ask you two questions that test your own memorialova about your own career. If we happen to end up in a 2-2 tie, I'm gonna give Jonah the opportunity right now to be today's champ, but only if he can survive this first question. Otherwise, the tie break goes to Dasha. This first game is called True or False. This is an early test of fandom to Team Gavrilova. So, Jonah, good luck. I did change a few around because otherwise it wouldn't be as fun. So we'll see how well you remember. I'm going to give you three statements about Dasha. If the statement is true, just say true. If the statement is not correct, please firmly say fault in your best Wimbledon Lions person's voice. You'll need two out of three of these to win the tiebreak. So here is your first question. Dasha has demonstrated her quick wit and sharp sense of humor for years, but my very favorite place to find her is on TikTok, where her videos seem to go viral weekly, and apparently even this week with 9 million. Speaking of viral, Dasha's most popular 
viral video is a fan favorite on-court moment at the Australian Open while being interviewed by our good friend of the pod, Renee Stubbs. We remember this moment, right, Jonah? Come on. This is Actually, like... Mladenovic. <laughs> exactly. This video is so popular. As of today, it currently has over 13 million views. Is that true or fault? Fault. <laughs> how, how many views does it? Oh, wait. Okay. Honestly, Jonah, this was the same question as last time, and you should have got it right. This is that was pretty bad. <laughs> That's so bad. It was uh, the same question. It's so true. It's so true. All right, let's talk about it. Dasha, this is your viral moment. 13 million plus. I don't even know how many. I didn't check today. But it's like, are you watching it right now? I just I just tried to Google um you like do a live to see how many I have now. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's yeah, fine. 13. It's got 13. 13 plus though. Yeah. I mean, at least. Because I just watched 13 it today. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. There we go. Gosh. It's more popular than the population of Melbourne and Sydney together. Yes. At least, right? It's more popular than the amount of jokes that you've heard from Owens Jabor. <laughs> it's... No? Okay. I thought that was better than the first. All right. We're going to play this soundbite right now, and we'll relive this fun memory when we come back. Yeah, what do you tell yourself when you got down, though, and having to serve for, uh, to stay in the match? What do you tell yourself differently? Because um, I know if I don't uh, win this game, I'm done. So I just, yeah, I, I, I'm good from behind. Oh. <laughs> Not gonna go there. Come here. Come back here. You're still young. What does? We're back. Honestly, guys, that clip was hilarious, right? Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Did Luke find that funny? I need to know. I mean, I can't remember, but I don't think he was too surprised. He was like, no. Hey. You just reposted this not too long ago. I think after the last time we chatted. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Why are all these meme pages tagging me? They were just reposting the same video. And I was like, okay, um, it's time for me to milk this. Cause like, it's me. Hello. <laughs> Come on. That's great. I love it. Is Luke funny? Because I don't know, like in every relationship, I think humor. like he has the ons humor. Yeah. Is he always ons or is he more offs? <laughs> But he keeps you laughing because that's why you're going to marry him, right? That's just what's going to happen. You, you got to have somebody that's going to keep you laughing. For sure. Does he get more mad after matches? Like today, was he mad? Did he call you and was like, oh. No, it was just like, he called me just to see the dog. That's all. That gives him strength to get him I through. Guess. I appreciate I that about you, Luke. Play, play tennis just to support our dog. <laughs> Love that. Give it the best Oh my gosh. Okay. Speaking of Dasha's partner, Luke Seville, you can add romantic to the list of adjectives to our Australian Open doubles finalist. What a great paycheck he brought home. Really? I, I mean, well done. So here's your second true or fault, Jonah. Luke and Dasha have been dating since meeting at a junior ITF event in Melbourne years ago. He proposed to her in 2018 on the very same court 
where they first met as juniors, is that true or fault? False. <laughs> Why, do you remember all of a sudden? Is your memory just I, kicked I, in? I, I can't confirm or deny, but... <laughs> Oh man. All right. I made that up. Absolutely. I did make that up. He proposed on the beach, right? It was very, he had like a whole, he hired like a 17 mariachi singers and they came out and they did this whole thing. It Can you walk me through? Embarrassing. It's all, all over the top. Like it was over the top. Um, yeah, I hated it. No, everyone wants to hear. Come on, give us a story. We're uh, best friends. Was, We're best friends, Dasha. Come on. Tell me the story. Casual. It was, um, it's a funny story. So I was preparing for a Christmas party. Oh, the whole story, it goes way back before that. So my dad was visiting me in Melbourne and he was just helping us with the house because he's, he's pretty handy. Anyway, we were just chatting and my dad goes, oh, Luke just asked me if it's okay for you guys to get married and I'm like oh my god dad you're not supposed to tell me what's wrong with you it's like, <laughs> what? this is just weird because in Russia like you don't really do that but I guess Luke is like traditional and anyway then I for some stupid reason I was like oh did you ask my dad something and then I was like oh my god I'm such an idiot but I honestly thought oh he's not gonna propose for another like five years anyway You've been together and, so long, though, haven't you? You met yeah, him juniors, but, right? Uh, I did. I just didn't think like he would just. He proposed two days later, so on the beach, I was getting ready for um, our housewarming party slash Christmas party. So I was like shopping, and he was like, "Oh, do you want me to pick you up?" Because I went there with my friend. I didn't have a car, and I was like, "No, it's fine." And he kept on calling me, and I was like it's okay. Like I can get home. It's fine. And then he's like, now I'll pick you up. And I was like, okay, fine. So he picks me up and he's like, oh, let's go to the beach. I really want to do like the beach recovery, get in the water. And I was like, oh, I really can't be bothered. I'm tired and we need to cook dinner. Let's just go home. He's like, no, no, we'll do it. And I was like, fine. So we're like making laps around the beach I was like here's a part <laughs> totally fine because he wanted to like propose on the jetty anyway what's the jetty I don't know what that is like the over the ocean like the, okay all right got it all right scenic he wanted the view he wanted the whole thing yeah so anyway that didn't happen so we Why? went because there was no parking. Find parking got it getting I'm, I'm with you and so anyway we and it was a really hot day. And then I went shopping. So I was wearing my like leggings, like training stuff. And as I'm taking my like leggings off, he goes like, oh, there's so many people. And I'm and I'm thinking he met he's like, oh, like why are you in your underwear? Like and I'm I'm about to say it doesn't matter, like bikini and underwear, same thing. And then he's like, can I not get down on my knee? And I'm like, yeah, fine. And then he's like, will you marry me? I'm like, yeah, okay, fuck, let's go. Let's get out of here. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, all right. And then you call dad and we're like, thanks, dad. Look what happened. 
is, but then we went out to like the nicest restaurant ever. Okay. So that good. was good. It was awesome. I mean, good for you. I mean, because you want to be dressed up and you want to take the photo. You want to like, you know, have the moments. So, all right. Well, good job, Luke. You recovered well. He tried. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to our final tour of fault. It's about everyone's favorite team event, the Hopman Cup. Here's your last question, Jonah. This is for the tiebreak because we're one and one right now. So let's get this. Dasha and her partner, Nick Kyrgios, went undefeated in mixed doubles on their way to Team Australia's 2016 Hopman Cup title. Is that true or fault, Jonah? True. Dasha, is that true or fault? I'm pretty sure it's true. It's very true. Didn't lose a match there. You played Hotman Cup several times, 2016 being a huge win for you guys. The event was so much fun from a fan perspective. And who better to play with than the king of on-court fun, Nick Kyrgios, for sure. You guys were so great together. You beat some big names in that tournament, Andy Murray, Alexander Zverev. How much fun was it playing with Nick Kyrgios? Obviously, you love his sense of humor. Was he as funny on court as I'm picturing? Uh, a lot of banter, definitely. The funniest is like whenever we would get nervous, he would like, oh, Dasha, I'm so tight right now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like more tied than you. What are you talking about? And then he'd like hit the biggest. <laughs> and it's, it's like it was just a lot of fun, especially like if I lost, he would be like, oh, God, I have to carry us again. Where like I, it made me feel less sorry for myself because I didn't want him to be like, oh, I'm sorry, like, okay, we can do this. Like, he was just like, oh, my God, like, you're an embarrassment. <laughs> Is he invited to the wedding? Oh, yeah. Good question. Well, probably not. <laughs> Small wedding? Not really, but... When is the wedding, by the way? End of December. Oh, it's coming. What's yeah. the latest wedding news? What's... Are we... Did you get Adele? Yeah, she's performing. Okay, yeah. Ariana okay, Grande as well. Oh my gosh, this is great. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo, like. Oh, you got you got Rodrigo. She's in demand right now. This yeah. is the this is gonna but be I great. Thought, yeah, I asked her to come to the wedding just before she became famous. So. Well, good for you. You know what? You know, if Nick isn't there, you at least you have Adele and Olivia and Ariana to entertain you for this entire night. Well, good. I mean, but as I'm walking down the aisle. Taylor Swift is gonna sing as well. I mean, is Luke friends with all these people? I love it. <laughs> is my bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is gonna be guys. We're gonna circle December. What day in December? Nineteen. It's like gonna be streamed everywhere. I mean, I can't wait. Pay per view. Like, everyone is paying me. Yeah. So, so I can just give them some pictures inside on the wedding. I'm Beyonce, so Ariana, Dasha. Yeah. Do you hear how it's going to start? The pay-per-view. Are you Bridezilla or no? Or you could care less. Uh, I feel like you could, you're just, no, whatever happens. Like if it's, I'm so if Beyonce chill. shows up, she shows up, whatever. I don't care. She's so chill. Oh, no. I don't know if Beyonce's chill. I'm so chill. <laughs> I just. Like uh, we have a wedding organizer because I didn't want to deal with like choosing flowers, choosing 
colors i'm like i don't really care as long as it's not like gray (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh all right well honestly that was quite a first half of the show i think we have learned so much at this point jonah you won the tie break so going into this next round let's see how you do we're going to jump into dasha's career now Hey, fantastic fans. I'm sure you're just like me and can't wait to get out and play some tennis this summer. I just read a study released this year. Four million more people have played tennis last year than the year before. Take that pandemic. That's a lot of new faces on the courts and the U.S. Tennis Association of New England wants to celebrate those people in a big way. If you're listening out there and love seeing our fantastic sport grow, Join the USTA New England in their I Am A Tennis Player campaign all summer long. The goal is to show that anyone can pick up a racket and hit the courts. When you're out playing this summer, please post your photos on social media and use the hashtag I Am A Tennis Player. Let's see if we can bring some more people into our great sport together. Hey, fantastic fans. I have to tell you about the absolute best purchase I've made this summer. If you're going to spend any time outside, then listen up because Ape Sportswear is for you. Ape is the highest quality training and athletic shirts around. They've even developed their own fabric made from polyamide yarn technology. It's everything I need. Quick drying and comfortable. And if you're like me and don't like wearing heavy shirts, it's literally the lightest shirt I own. Plus, it offers both 25% and 50% UV protection from the sun. That's 100% a no-brainer. I loved mine so much, I ended up buying a long sleeve for mom and a matching short sleeve for my doubles partner. But that's not even the best part. Ape Sportswear donates $1 for every shirt sold to the Guarapuva Association in Brazil, which is a volunteer organization that helps kids through athletics in their community, which is pretty fantastic. Ape Sportswear is giving fantastic tennis listeners 15% off their first purchase. Just go to their website, apesportswear.com, and enter the promotion code FAN15APE. That's FAN15APE. With Ape Sportswear, you can perform better and make a difference. We're going to go on to question number one. Dasha was a fantastic junior and actually climbed all the way to number one in the world in the ITF junior rankings. She'd also advanced to two Grand Slam junior finals during her career, most notably winning the U.S. Open junior title over Yulia Putenseva. So here's our first question about Dasha's world-class junior career. This one's for you, Jonah. You ready? Ready. All right. In the semifinals of that 2010 U.S. Open, Dasha would play an epic match winning 7-6 in the third against a player that had a hometown crowd behind her and would eventually win a U.S. Open title of her own several years later. Which player did Dasha beat in the semifinals of the 2010 U.S. Open junior event? Well, this has to be Sloan Stevens. Congrats. Yeah, 7-6 in the third. All those matches should be celebrated. I mean, that's an epic match. And congrats to Sloan for regaining some form and playing great in Paris. I mean, really happy to see that. Playing so well. Really happy to see that. We love Sloan. I'm not talking about I haven't watched her play, but apparently she's playing well. I mean, you're you're looking at the results (laughs) at least. You know that she's still in the tournament. So yeah. 
There we go. Good. Is a seven, six in the third, is that like a battle of the nerves? You've obviously had a couple. We talked about Sloan now. We've talked about Shelby Rogers. When you get to that point in a match, is it just like, all right, I'm going to do everything possible to win or is it I'm going to do everything possible not to screw this up? Well, I think the mentality is to win. Yeah. But I guess when you're confident, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do everything to win. And when you're not confident, you're going to be like, ah. Do you just... remember that match against Sloan in the juniors? That was so long ago. No, no, no. memory yeah. of at all. No memory. Yeah, I can't remember apart, what I had for breakfast. Yeah, apart from when I screamed really loud and or maybe the, the word i can't remember but the americans must have loved you in that match it must have been so yeah, great I, then I was <laughs> your junior career was so epic dasha definitely one of the best junior players in recent memory so close to winning two junior grand slams in your career very very impressive for those who don't know can you tell us how you started playing tennis growing up how did you become the number one junior in the world which is absolutely crazy I started in Russia. I used to live nearby the tennis courts and like in the in the park and I used to always walk around there and then my dad was like, "Oh, I think it's a good sport and he loved that he loved tennis." So, yeah, I I remember my first le- lesson I showed up and the coach that I was like doing trials with told me to run around the court as a warm-up and I was like what like no (laughs) and he's like what do you mean no I'm like I'm not running for no reason I'm not like competing against anyone so what's the point of me just doing laps and anyway that coach I didn't pass the trials and then the coach right next to me who who's actually um Andrea Rublev's mom she was my first she was my first coach. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. What age were you when you really dedicated yourself to tennis? I mean, I love to hear all these stories of professional tennis players and how they became world-class. At what point did you say, okay, I'm going to really make this a priority to, to really try and see how far I can go. I kind of always was tracking with like being number one in Russia, then in like under 14s in Europe. But I guess at Probably when I was 12, I was like, yeah, I really want to do this. Long time ago. In 2010, you were selected to represent Russia in the very first Youth Olympics in Singapore, and you'd win the gold medal. That's a very big deal, actually. There's this fun moment I I watched on YouTube, and there's this rain delay, and you and Tamea Babos are on court, and you're dancing and entertaining the crowd. So you're obviously, you had this personality even at a young age. Uh, You haven't changed very much. And then... In 2010, at the U.S. Open, you'd beat Putin Seva in the finals. I find Putin Seva so fascinating. Like you, she's so expressive. She's just, you know, it's it's you never know what to get when you get Putin Seva. She's was she as fiery in the juniors as she is today? Do you remember that match fondly? More, yeah, she's probably crazier in the juniors. It's pretty funny because. I think she watched me beat Sloan in the semifinals and we played on the same court, our finals. And she remembered like what, where I was sitting. So she made sure that she sprinted before the match to get that seat that I was sitting in the day before because she's like superstitious. And like we pretty much like tried to bump each other 
but I was like, yeah, you take it. Like, I don't really care in the end. It's pretty funny. It worked out for you. It definitely did. I mean, after that US Open title, did anything change for you? Was there more spotlight on you? Did you feel the pressure that maybe you should start thinking about a pro career at that point now? Because I think the obvious transition would be, okay, let's start playing some ITFs. Yeah, um, I just remember that I was a little bit behind everyone after the juniors. Um, everyone like was expecting me to be like at least like top 200. And I remember I was behind like Laura Robson was already like 150, 200, like Sloan. A few girls were ahead of me in the WTA rankings. What were those early years like for you playing ITFs? Obviously being the number one junior in the world, going to ITFs where you're playing, you know, people maybe twice your age at certain points. Was there any crazy stories from ITFs? Was it an easy transition for you? I just remember one time I got a special exempt because I was because of the rankings in juniors at this challenger in France. And I was just trying to find someone to practice with. And everyone was like, oh, I'm set. Sorry, I'm set. Like, and I felt like that no one wanted to just practice with me, to hit with me with this like young new girl. And I remember texting my coach saying, yeah, I don't, I don't like the tour. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> but then the nicest person like on tour was um, Olga Savchik. When I came in the scene of the, yeah, she was super nice. Like really great warm. doubles player. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, and she, and she practiced with you. Maybe not that tournament, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. yeah. Well, things started happening very quickly for you. In 2012, you'd get your very first win. We talked about it earlier in Haturkenbosch on grass, beating at the time top 40 in the world, Janina Wickmeyer. I mean, that's, that's a big win, especially for a young junior. And by 2015, you were establishing yourself as a major player on tour, and you get the biggest win of your career by defeating Maria Sharapova, in the second round of Miami. I definitely want to talk about this. This is a huge win against a future Hall of Famer. You get your first win against a top 10 player. What do you remember from that Sharapova match? The one memory that I've probably said that so many times on like different podcasts that I've done is before I played her, I like visualized myself winning without really realizing that I was doing like visualization so yeah I was like trying my Lululemon outfit and then I looked in the mirror and I I kind of started like pretending and like practicing my celebrations because I was like playing on center court and it was a night match and like practicing what I would say in the on-court interview and then yeah it all happened and I won so that was pretty cool What a crazy match. You'd follow that up and you'd have a huge run to the semifinals of the Italian Open by beating former number one, Ana Ivanovic, with eight match points. Crazy match. One of my very favorite Dasha Gavrilova matches. You'd beat Bencic and Baczynski and you would prove that clay would be one of your very best surfaces that you'd play on. That Ivanovic win, I think, honestly, one of your best. Clay, you consider your best service? I would say so, yeah. Yeah. What was it about that that year that you just started playing so much better? Well, I think 
being new on tour, no one really studies your game and it was a and I kind of knew everyone. I I was traveling with Nicole and she is so good at tactics and I'm very good at just like sticking to a plan. And I think that's what was really working out. And I think when you're playing really well and you're new on tour, it's a bit easier the first year and it gets a bit harder the next seasons because everyone starts to study your game and they talk about you more. So yeah, but 2015, 2016 were like my favorite years on tour. Such a great year. Let's, I mean, whatever surface you played on, you were showing major progress and you'd start your 2016 season a little bit differently than you've started before. So here's your first question, Dasha. Dasha, you'd start your 2016 season with a new chapter of your life as you'd begin to represent your newly adopted country of Australia. You started with a bang by winning the Hotman Cup, as we mentioned, and making the, your first fourth round appearance at a major at the Australian Open. So here's your first question, Dasha. It's some Aussie trivia for you. Prior to that run of making your first fourth round at the Australian Open in 2016, the last Aussie to make the fourth round in Melbourne was this player in 2014, when she barely lost in three sets to Eugenie Bouchard in the fourth round. I'll give you multiple choice. Is it Sam Stoser, Casey Delacqua, Jamila Gajasova, or Isla Tamjanovic? Well, Isla became Australian like a year or two ago. So definitely not Isla. So eliminate her. Yeah, good one. Absolutely. Very perceptive. It was Casey. I actually remember that. So yeah, absolutely. It was Casey. I loved Barty and Delacqua playing together. Such a... Do you like playing doubles? We're going to talk about doubles in a minute. I mean, that's like an iconic Aussie doubles pairing, right? Who's your favorite Aussie to play doubles with? Is that like putting you on the spot? I actually, well, with Alan, we won doubles together. You did. We're going to talk about it. You have Alan, you have Storm, you have Sam. You have so many good doubles players and in we're Australia. All mates. Like, we're all really good mates. So, anyway. 2016 would be such a great start of the season for you. We talked about Hopman Cup. But making the fourth round of the Australian Open is such a great way to start the year. 2016 was such a fun run. You had a big second round upset of Petra Kvitova, and then you backed it up with one of your fiercest Grand Slam matches to date. It was an 11-9 in the third win against Kristina Mendenovic. Can we talk about that match for a quick second? Have you ever played in front of a louder pro Gavrilova crowd in your life. That match, looking on YouTube, it's absolutely insane how loud that stadium was for you. Oh, it was pretty amazing. I remember there was, they dressed up as, was it a kangaroo or a dinosaur or something? I think it was a dinosaur. Yeah. It's just, everyone was just going nuts. It was so much fun. I loved it. One of my best friends, she was like watching there and whistling and is amazing. Do you like to watch people when you're on? Is it good to watch your box? Are you someone that likes to focus on one, one or two people that kind of calms you down? Or are you just kind of like in your I, own zone? I probably have like arranged my player box where like I see my coach and like the immediate team that I work with and then like my supporters. So even for example, like Luke, He's obviously the most important person in my life, but he's not going to be front row in the box because 
he's not someone who's gonna making eye contact with me and like pretty much like telling me what to do on court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's be serious, right? We've seen it. We've seen it all. You know, it happens all the time. There was so much drama in that Mladenovich match. It had everything you ever wanted. You ultimately throw your racket in the air after match point. And I, I think you cried as well. I think you had a tear in your eye. I mean, that was a big match for you. That was a, a really... That was Nicole crying. I don't cry. I literally... <laughs> <laughs> it's a big moment regardless. I mean, it was such a great moment for you. Back it up with a fourth round in 2017 as well. I mean, you're such an entertainer and people love to watch you. Later that year, you got to play in the Olympics in Rio. Such a cool moment for you, especially after competing in the Junior Olympics. You had to play Serena first round. So yes, I mean, the draw was not very kind to you, but... And my is in doubles. I'm literally played against to world number one um yeah not the best draw but at least i lost in it i had more time to just watch other sports i guess something else that was very special was your first title so let's go to question number three and we'll talk about some of the biggest wins in your career dasha we're going to stick with you on this one and talk about a few of your big matches but i wondered if you knew the answer to this question about a tournament you always seem to play some great tennis at so here's your question do you know at which event in your career that you have the most victories against top 10 players at roma roma <laughs> roma the ice cream the pizza the rice cream Oh, there we go. Another name. Soy sauce. I mean, rice cream is a better name than ice rice, right? I mean, no. I are you still not on board? I'm no. not. Like, I'm not <laughs> iced rice. No. I'm <laughs> I know, but rice cream. Like now we've rice. changed the ice rice. Now we have cream and then there's rice in the cream. That's called rice pudding, pretty much, isn't it? I mean, we're not going to call it rice pudding. We're going to make money doing rice ice or creamed <laughs> right all right obviously she's not on board it's fine it's fine i get it Bad right. idea. <laughs> let's talk about rome let's talk about something that really makes sense and that's you winning big matches at the italian open not only were they top 10 wins but you've actually beaten four french open champions in rome you've beaten kuznetsova and halep ivanovich and muguruza another seven six in the third 2018 Rumble. I, you've had so many of these. These are iconic matches for you. What is it about Rome that brings out such great tennis from Dasha Gavrilova? I swear the Rome clay is better than like Roland Garros. It's my favorite clay. So I play really well there. And honestly, I think that from one from winning that match against Anna Ivanovich, I got so many fans and I have a lot of supporters there now. Yeah, I mean, for sure. that Rome is such a beautiful place, and it's no wonder you play well there. We finished off talking about your 2016 season. I'd love to talk about a tournament that will forever be important to you, as it's the site of your very first WTA title in New Haven, Connecticut. RIP New Haven. I was so sad when they announced it, because I live in New York, and it was always so fun to go watch you. Like, now we can't do that. But anyway, alas. Cincinnati it is. Thumbs up. You came into New Haven just outside the top 20 that year. You were playing some very confident tennis. You'd play some solid tennis, getting all the way to the semifinals, 
where you had to play the magician and defending champion Aga Radwanska. It was the first time playing her and you really seized the opportunity. What do you remember from playing Aga in your years? Did you play her after that as well? I don't remember if I played Aga ever again. Hey, one and done. I wouldn't want to play Aga again. If you win, let's just finish it and we're done. I'm good with I that. I loved it. I love She's so talented. But I think I was just really up against the challenge of being crafty. And yeah, I think she was getting really frustrated that I was getting to so many bowls, more bowls than her. But it was a lot of fun. It was amazing. Your career against crafty players is quite superb. I mean, you're you have wins against Suwei. You have wins against I beat Suwei on grass. Like, how does one do that? I Has, mean, I, yeah, like I'm just saying. Talented. I mean, I've never beaten Suwei on grass. <laughs> so again, I, I I bow down to you. I'm for sure. I mean, Ons Jabor, you've beaten her as well. I mean, that's another player that you've beaten. I'm sure she was giving you knock knock jokes on the changeovers. You guys were having a great match. It was hilarious. <laughs> Is there a player on tour when you see the draw that you're just like, oh, no, 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 no. No, I don't want to play her. That's not that's not your your optimal matchup. Well, there is, but I'm not going to say. Oh, good for Ooh. you. I don't well want done. them to feel good about themselves. Can I just fill in? Can we? Can Jonah and I just guess right now? Can you just yeah. nod? You can't see. Like, Jonah, just guess a player. Who are we guessing? Pavly Chankova. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to guess you and... Oh, I have so many. Camilla Georgie, no. Elise Cornet, Svetlana Perankova. I can do this all day. We'll just no. get, we'll keep going. <laughs> no, no, it's none of those. All right. Well, you know, hey, you won I New Haven. Now thinking about it, I'm like, who actually who? I don't mind. I guess maybe like Serena would be a pretty shit draw. Yeah, that's not a good but draw. You played exciting. her. Very like, exciting. Play on the big court. A hundred percent. At least, you know, it's going to be a big court, right? Can we talk about that final with Sibokova? I mean, so great from you. What a great match you played. She's known for her fight on court and effort. Absolutely. I mean, it was a great three-set match. You'd actually reach two more finals that year as well. Can we talk about that New Haven match? What was it? Were you just finally like, this is going to happen. I'm going to win my title today. Like, do you remember that final? Yeah, I do. I it's crazy. Like the way I turn it around as well, being down. And whenever you play Tsibulkova, it's also you don't just play against her. You're also fighting against the husband. He's really loud. <laughs> but like in a good way, because you kind of like have to prepare yourself. Honestly, like I would literally tell myself it's going to happen. Because if you don't prepare yourself for it, you're, you might get really annoyed. Is that the loudest fan box in tennis? There's a few crazy fan boxes. Yeah. yeah. In that match, you win your first title. Do you, um, did you celebrate? Was it something that you just like, okay, yes. I mean, this is, this is the way my career is supposed to be going. I'm playing well. You'd get to two more finals that year as well. So it's a great year for you. You'd get into the top 20 for the first time in your career. What's that? section of your career like you win your title that end of that that year was just astonishing for you I didn't really have time to celebrate because obviously US Open straight after so that's a bit like it's weird like I feel like tennis players literally have no time to celebrate ever unless maybe but like it 
only maybe when you win a slam. Because I felt like, oh, winning my first title is going to be like the best feeling ever. But it was pretty cool for like three minutes. And then you're like, okay, well, on to the next one. On to the next, right? Do you feel like a veteran at this point? You've been playing for a long time. I asked you this last time as well, but I, I loved your answer. Do you feel like, obviously with this injury and this time off, you're going to be very refreshed when you go back to the tour. You're probably going to have a much different perspective much more appreciation for being out there as well. But do you feel like you're a veteran right now? Yeah, I think so. Like I have a bit of experience, but I also, it's funny. I feel like all the new younger girls can like always like feel welcomed by me. They, they're all like, Oh, Hey Dash. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, are we friends? What? (laughs) Well, they see you on TikTok. I mean, that's 9 million people, right? I mean, we're best friends now. I mean, I've seen you for about four hours. So, I mean, we're, we're definitely best friends. So if they see you at tournaments, I'm sure they love you. Well, honestly, you'd win another WTA title after that Connecticut Open title, and it would be in doubles. So let's jump to the last question of today. And this one is for Jonah, and it's about Dasha's double skills. So Jonah, here's your last question. Daria teamed up with this former world number three and WTA finals champion to win the first doubles title of her career in 2015 at the Istanbul Cup in Turkey. Ironically, their partnership dates back to 2012, where they first teamed up to play the last doubles match of their junior careers by making the semifinals of junior Wimbledon. Which player did Daria win the first of two WTA titles with? This is for the win, Jonah. My gosh, this is such a good question. I mean, I was going to say Sam, but I know it's not Sam Stoser because it's not even close to the same age. Junior Olympics, rice cream, cream rice. Those are your hints. No, not good hints. No, Mm -hmm. no. I unfortunately have to... um withdraw from this competition are you you've retired like every top three player from the french open all right (laughs) fortunately so dasha who was that player you won your first doubles title with alina alina oh my gosh that's right and you played her in the hopman cup final and you beat her she did What a storied history with Alina Svitolina. I love it. You first played each other at the Junior Olympics the year you won that event. You played each other nine times in your career. That's a lot to play one person. What has made Svitolina such a great competitor? You must know her game very well. Yeah, I think the number one, obviously her movement. She never gives up. She's also someone who is not afraid of improving i feel like she's still trying to improve her game and i think it is getting better like her forehand's getting better she's now playing a lot more aggressive and like moving to the net so i think there's a lot of positive things you can talk you can talk about her all day for sure. I mean, uh, it, it helped her net skills helped you win that doubles title, which I think is awesome. You're actually a great doubles partner. I mean, I, I love that you won with Ellen as well. That was another title you won. You started playing doubles with Simona Halep at the Australian Open this year and at a lead up at the Australian Open, which was so fun to watch. We love when our favorite players team up and you had some great wins. You beat uh, a couple former number ones. You beat Streetsova. And Bencic, you beat Dabrowski and Maddox Sands. I mean, you had some great wins there. Do we think playing with Halep is going to happen in the future? Do we see this? 
Yes, I think so. Because she actually really enjoyed playing with me. She was like, let's play there. And I'm like, uh, yeah, having surgery. Sorry. No. Oh, okay. Well, let's, you know, there we go. So we're going to happen again. Maybe Cincinnati. Well, I don't know. We need to rest the first Maybe. match. Maybe. Maybe. All right. There we go. All right, everyone. You won that second doubles title, like I just mentioned with Ellen Perez in Strasbourg on clay in 2019. Now you need a grass court title because, you know, you've, it'll complete the trifecta of everything. I can't forget to mention that you have some big wins making premier finals with Daria Kasakina as well. Speaking of TikToks, by the way, Daria's TikToks are amazing. She's playing some great tennis as well. She had a great French Open. When did you first met Daria? I feel like you've been friends with Daria for like a long time. I love Daria Squared. That would be a fun group name if you guys were singers, no? Yeah, good one. We met, did I just like give you nothing? Yeah, no, 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 good one. No, because it was really a terrible <laughs> joke. So I appreciated the, <laughs> I, the shade. I, we have no poker face. We actually have been, to be fair, we've actually been called Dasha Square by Nicole. Okay. So, oh, well, oh, well, thank goodness, at least. It wasn't that bad of a joke, maybe, unless, you know. Uh, it's just, it wasn't really a joke, I don't think. It, it was not a joke. Really. I was trying my on sense of humor, just very dry. Just, I was trying to like, no punchline there. It was just like, <laughs> all right, she does it better than me for sure. You and Kasakina, you've been friends for a long time. You know, you guys are still buddies, right? This is, we're yeah, expecting doubles in the buddies. future. Yeah, we were talking about it the other day because, well, a few weeks ago, because it was her birthday and I, we were just chatting, like I was saying happy birthday and blah, blah, blah. And then we were chatting and we were like, yeah, we should play doubles when I'm back because like we miss each other and normally I should be on tour. You will be soon. We're wrapping up today with Dasha Gavrilova. I want to talk real quick before we finish uh, about Fed Cup. Obviously, we talked about moving to Australia and and now playing for Australia. Fed Cup, now Billie Jean King Cup, obviously has been a really great event for you as well. And the camaraderie for Team Australia is so strong. What has Fed Cup meant to you playing the past couple of years? Uh, I loved playing Fed Cup. Definitely best weeks being with the team. I love being in the team environment. We always have so much fun. We have like different, we create different like different like um, dinner themes. So we have like funny hat night and we also create our own playlist and it has a different theme, like a Disney playlist, like a different ones. Punch um, needle night? No? No, we don't have that. Okay, maybe <laughs> next year. Needs to organize a DIY class by Dasha. And when I was presented this Fed Cup jacket, everyone has a number and I was number 50. That was pretty cool. Very I cool. love it. Uh, team events are so much fun. I mean, like, you've thrived. I, I mean, to, I would love to be one day. Well, that's too late now, too. But maybe my daughter can, or my son, they can play team sport. Maybe oh. one day, but we we have we have a lot of time to start talking about that, right? We have wedding. They, you know, maybe we, they'll play golf because Luke loves golf. So I know someone that was once a really good tennis player and then they took a break from tennis and then joined a team sport at cricket and then became number one in the world in tennis again i've so. heard of that too it's, it's yeah. actually a thing in australia so actually that's what you need to do well you need to go into cricket play on the women's cricket team once we're we're healed yeah, and we feel good ash is freaking good at every sport i'm not ping pong 
<laughs> no, no chance. Punch needle. Punch needle. Punch That's needle. a sport. <laughs> I hear it's going to be in Tokyo this year too. Yes, I heard that too. That's the new rumor. You could represent Australia in punch needle. Well, yeah. I mean, it could happen. Well, I will say I had such a fun time today. Dasha Gavrilova, you beat Jonah at the game today. Congratulations. Well done. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. So did you um, or did anyone keep score if anyone is still listening to us? (laughs) (laughs) No one really keeps score. It's just for fun. It's definitely for fun. But I think people are definitely listening for sure. If you're out there. Thank you. Thanks for keeping with us for this long. Well, we always end every show with a question from Dasha's biggest fan. And Jonah, that's you. So take us home today. What's our last question of the day? Yeah. So, I mean, I I am super inspired of the fact that you and Kazakina are such good friends and have been for so long. I've personally been in GLTA and some of my closest friends are from that tour. And so like, how did you and Dasha become such good friends when it's such a competitive environment, when it's so hard to sometimes make friends? How are you able to kind of like compartmentalize, if that makes sense? Me and Dasha played against each other a few times. And we became friends after I lost to her at the US Open one year. And I was meant to play Maria Sharapova. And then literally the night before she retired and like I was like what what the hell I was so prepared to play against Maria so and Dasha was new and she played so well this match and I lost and it was like a really tough crazy match and then I saw her in the locker room the next day and I was like good luck and like we chatted and then she if then we like became friends and went out to dinners and things like that and I remember her telling me one day that hey remember that time I beat you at the U.S. Open and the next day you were so nice to me and I was like yeah she's like I was like terrified I thought like you would be so mad and so annoyed and I'm like well I was for a second but like it's not <laughs> like do you want me to just hate you for the rest of like your tennis career and yeah like we, we're just like similar and always have fun. And um, we also like love to practice together because we're so competitive. Yeah. It's so hard to it. play. Against. I'm sure it's very hard to play against people you're friends with on tour. I mean, I can't imagine how Venus and Serena have done it for so long. So, no. I mean, kudos to you. Kudos to you for sure. Well, guys, that was it. I mean, I got to thank you both again for doing this a second time. So I think this was a lot of fun. What a fun hour we've had getting to know the fantastic Dasha Gavrilova. I definitely thank you guys. You can find Jonah on Instagram at Jonah Sobel. Thank you, my friend. It was so fun to see you again. Thank you. Always great. Maybe I'll just like delete this by accident. We'll do it again next week. Who knows? Oh, that's okay. You don't have to. (laughs) Oh, man. Our guest today can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Daria underscore Gav. And you can find her and follow her on TikTok at... Daria underscore Gav Tennis. Don't forget to check out her awesome handmade bracelets at dashlets.co and also our new business, icerice.com. I can't thank you enough, Daria. <laughs> I mean, I wish you a speedy recovery. Thank you so much for doing this again. Honestly, I've had so much fun with you. You're the best. 
while you're on Instagram, shoot me a DM at John Garika. Let me know who you're a big fan of and who you'd like to see on an upcoming show. Also, don't forget to follow us at Fantastic Tennis Pod or on Twitter at FantennisPod. My name is John Garika, and thank you for listening. This has been fantastic. Woo!